Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me this morning. Uh, really today, maybe morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are, right? This is the Word Podcast. You know, we're looking at the, uh, just begun a study of parables, and it's actually quite a number of parables. And I am taking my time on this because I just want us to think about these things. And I want you, us to reflect upon it and allow the Lord time to speak to us. We have just finished reading uh, Jesus' parable that we find in Matthew 13, the parable of the soils or the parable of the sower or the parable of the seed, that type of thing. So what I want to do now is I want to go and check out uh, that same parable in the other Gospels. Mark has an account of it, and Luke has an account of it. And quite often people say, well, why, why are there like three or four different versions of the same story? Well, it's just like anything else in life. If there's four of us who go to an event, and we experience an event together, and then people come and ask us, how was it, what was it about, and we start giving an account about it, we're going to give it from four different perspectives, four views, four things that struck us. And then there's also, it also goes to the point and purpose of the writing. Uh, Matthew and Mark and Luke and John all had uh, different purposes and different uh, uh, audiences that they were writing to. And so they'll emphasize certain things. Sometimes people come back and say, well, yeah, this one said that there were two angels, but this one right here just said one. Well, yeah, because the purpose was that what the one angel was saying the gospel writer gives the account of that one angel, and that's fine. And we want to sit there and say, well, he didn't tell us about the second one. The gospel tells us about the second one, so there must be something wrong with that account. No, 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 not at all. We do that every day. We give the information we want to give within that conversation for that purpose. So today we're going to go to Mark, the fourth chapter, and read. I'm, I hope to do it the whole thing today. We'll see. <laughs> read the entire uh, parable. It's basically the same thing as Matthew. But you'll find that there's little nuances, there's little things that you uh, glean, little extra things that you find out in each one of the Gospels. That's the reason that we have to read all of them to get the fullness of the counsel of God in this situation. So verse 1 says this, He, that's Jesus, began to teach again by the sea. And such a very large crowd gathered at him that he got into a boat in the sea and sat down, and the whole crowd was by the sea on the land. Now, we saw that in Matthew. We saw that he got in the boat, but he didn't say that it was due to a very large crowd. See, that's the type of thing that we learn. Verse 2, And he was teaching them many things in parables, and when saying to them in his teaching, <laughs> so here he begins with the parable. He says this, Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. So we learn a little bit about what happened to that withering thing because there's no depth of soil. We knew there wasn't any root of it, but there's no depth. Verse 7. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced 30, 60, and 100 fold. Sometimes you're running the things that are just interesting right here. Matthew says that they'll increase 100, some increased 100, some 60, some 30. 
Here Mark says some 30, some 60, some 100. It's just the inverse. Now verse 9. As he was saying, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And Mark throws in that little phrase, as he was saying, which Matthew doesn't. So, verse 10, as soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parables. This is really important. Over in Matthew, he said, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? Okay. And we talked some before about, okay, now who are these disciples? Was it just the twelve or was it other ones? Well, guess what? Mark tells us. And then it gives us another little point. It says, as soon as he was alone, he was alone, but his followers are with him. So alone from what perspective? Well, alone from the uh, the religious rulers that had been with him. Remember what we looked at in Matthew 12 when we were setting the context for all this? The other unbelievers and religious rulers were not there. So as soon as he was alone from them, his followers, along with the twelve, so you see, it's more than just the 12. They begin asking him and saying to him, you know, what, what is this? They were asking about the parables. Now, in Matthew, they ask the question point blank, why do you speak to them in parables? In Mark, it just says they began asking him about the parables. It doesn't tell us what he asked, I mean, what they asked him. Verse 11, now, in Mark, he just jumps right into uh, answering their response. So you see why if we have both of these, we get a much fuller understanding about what's going on. And he was saying to them, to you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, they get everything in parables. Remember over in Matthew, it says to you have been granted the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Matthew's writing to a predominantly Jewish group of people that were now believers. And that they uh, did not speak the name of God. So he calls it the kingdom of heaven. Well, Mark was writing to... Uh, to a more diverse group. So he says, the kingdom of God. And he says, it's been granted to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Here's the cool thing. That granting of the mystery of the kingdom of God was not just to the 12. Sometimes people will think that or they'll say that. No, 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 because who else was there? His other followers. But then Jesus says in Mark, but those who are outside get everything in parables. Matthew has said, but to them it has not been granted. He just said it hadn't been. Well, who's them? The them is those that are outside. Ah, we know more now, right? We talked about it before, that we thought this might be what it was, okay? Those who are outside of what? <coughs> outside the kingdom? Well, it depends on what part of the kingdom you're finding. Really outside of belief, outside of faith. So he said those who are outside get everything in parables. Then verse 12 of Mark. So that while seeing, they may see and not perceive. And while hearing, they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. So he's quoting the uh, same passage uh, from Isaiah. Uh, Mark is more succinct as he is all the way through. Mark's the shortest of the gospel. And we believe it's probably... Uh, the first one that was written. And more than likely, Matthew and Luke probably had a copy of Mark. You know, we don't think about those kind of things a lot of times. When you get off into seminary land, you think about those kind of things, <laughs> okay? And then they try to undermine it all based on that kind of stuff. <laughs> so anyway, let me read. I, I had a feeling we wouldn't get through all this stuff. So let me read this one more verse right here, and then we'll finish the rest of it the next time. Verse 13, and it says this, And Jesus said to them, so this is to the followers, 
and the disciples, after he just quoted Isaiah, he says this, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all parables? That right there is the reason that I said what I did earlier about this particular parable and why I wanted to start right here. It's because Jesus just asked me, he says, do you not understand this parable? Well, they didn't. And he says, well, then, how are you going to understand all the parables? Some points for us to glean right here. The parables are meant to be understood. Okay? He wants us to understand it. There's truth in these things. As we said at the very beginning, sometimes people say, well, there's one primary truth and there's no more. So once you get that one primary truth, you don't need to pay attention to anything else. Well, that's error too, I think. But Jesus says you can have understanding. And he says, how will you understand all the parables? And then he immediately starts interpreting this parable, what we saw over Matthew. So this parable gives us interpretive uh, devices and understanding where we can understand what the message is. I think of all subsequent parables. In other words, how to handle them. It gives us some insight into them. So, got to stop right here. My time's up. So this is Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. We'll get Jesus' interpretation of this next episode, okay? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.